Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the National Treasures Podcast. I'm Laura Lex. And I'm Will Duggan. And as you've got to know by now, National Treasures is the podcast where we bring you along on a day out with us via your ears. Yeah, it's an audio tour, but a cool, unlicensed one. It's the illegal rave of audio tours. <laughs> and in this episode, we're going to one of my favourite places in the world. Uh, it's so close to my house. We're going to Devil's Dyke in Brighton for what is sadly the last episode of this series. Yes, we've uh, come a cropper with our final three episodes. Uh, our plans for those were curtailed by COVID, uh, but it's fine. We'll be back for days out when the time is right. Yes, but for now, though, enjoy what we had intended to be a lovely, peaceful walk, but ended up being an episode that's mainly just audio slapstick. Yes, uh, uh, just a small trigger warning for any very uh, clumsy people out there. It was, and I can't stress this enough, very muddy. <laughs> this is, I think this is my favourite episode. Um, so, yeah, so put on some sensible footwear. I'm looking at you, William Duggan. And join us as we head back to December 2019 for a sunny winter's day walk in beautiful Sussex. <laughs> And we're recording. <laughs> Straight in. Hi, Laura. Hi, Will. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, should we tell everyone where we are? We are currently on Dyke Road in Brighton, which is great because we are going to Devil's Dyke. Devil's Dyke. Yay! <laughs> Yay, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I can only assume we're quite close because of Dyke Road. Yes, it's very, very close. So this one road sort of goes straight from Seven Dials right up out of Brighton, up a big hill, and then um, where you could turn off to go to the motorway to carry on up to that there London town, we will go straight over and past golf courses and past hills and past a sign that says this road is liable to flooding, which scares the crap out of me every time because I think if it's flooded this high up, then the whole world is in trouble. Don't worry about it. You are very near the sea, though. Yeah, but look how high we are. We're so much higher than the sea. If we're flooded this high, we're all dead, I think. Yeah, fair. Well... At least we've started on a cheery note. <laughs> oh, obviously Devil's Dyke. I mean, we'll be dead in five years. Let's be bloody looking after the planet. Um, are you excited about Devil's Dyke? I am. I've, I've gone in completely cold. Uh, I know nothing about Devil's Dyke. That's a nice car. So, sorry. Uh, oh, this is where all the um, rich 
people left. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say, but it, this looks like there's a lot of money around Oh, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money in Brighton in general, but then in these ones here where the actual houses are rather than the houses with nine flats in them. This is where the money is. That, we've just driven past a house called Gatsby. Oh, it's also where the knobheads are. It makes me think that person's never read The Great Gatsby. He's not <laughs> the hero. Uh, so yes, capitalism is the hero. I'm very excited for Devil's Dyke. I know nothing about it. Uh, I like the outside, and you know. What are you picturing? Because this is one of my places. I love Devil's Dyke. I often ask to go there on my birthday. I like to walk round it. I think it's really a beautiful place for a walk, and it's. I don't think I've ever been anywhere quite like it. So what I'm imagining is uh, there's a place where I grew up called Twywell Hills and Dales. Sounds beautiful. Which is like, well, we used to go there. I'm from the Midlands. (laughs) Uh, We used to go there, well, to underage drink and try and kiss girls. But I'm imagining a big version of that. So we've just sort of left uh, built up urban Brighton with the houses. And we've immediately come into the countryside. And it's incredible. It's it's Hovis advert yeah. in the south. But then if you twist your head around like a little owl okay. and look over there, the you see the sea. Oh my God. So it's like, this is why I love Brighton so much because you absolutely in the middle of a city with your kind to the planet supermarkets and all that stuff. Then you're on the beach and you're in absolute grok or heaven. And then two minutes later in the car, you're up here and you're in the middle of the countryside. Now I, I want to jump back a second because I don't want to interrupt you. Grockle heaven. Grockling. What's grockling? Grockling, like um, touristing, like going and playing on the slot machines and stuff. Oh, grock, I've never heard the word, so like... Is that, might be, you know, when you suddenly go, oh God, is that just what my dad calls yeah, it? Yeah, I've, I've never heard the word in any context before. Grockling, that's what we used to call going to the pier and... 2 like, machines, yeah, candy floss. Yeah, like t- touristying on the, go and be grockles for the day. I mean, I like it, but yeah, it's, ju- it's just your dad. <laughs> Uh, if you've if if you've heard of Grocklin, uh, let us know on Twitter at Treasures Pod. <laughs> oh, first little plug. Not my first rodeo. We've picked a good day for it today. It, actually, you know, this a, blue sky is making it look extra brilliant. It's a proper. It's one of my favourite kinds of weather. This because it's winter. It's cold. Like I've got a coat and I need it. But also, it feels hot in the car. Yeah. Right. So, how far are we now from the dike, Laura? Um, couple of minutes. Right, so Laura, I said earlier that um, I'd had a little look on TripAdvisor because I knew nothing about Devil's Dyke. (laughs) And as ever, TripAdvisor has been absolutely fantastic because the kind of person who does something and then thinks, I must tell everyone, Mm. is always a bellend. Like like two people that went for a big walk and did a whole podcast about it. Uh, 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 Yes, but we are giving it out into the domain to be found. We aren't posting it on... You know. <laughs> yeah, we're Please not. don't highlight my hypocrisy. <laughs> so would you like to hear a five-star, four-star, three-star, two-star, or one-star review? Yes, please. Which one? Um, a five-star to start. Let's start positive. Okay. Clearly going through some tough times. Oh, no. A place to get perspective. Okay. No matter what the weather, this is such a beautiful spot. If you time it right, you can watch the hang gliders take off and circle the skies. You can. And now, let's go to why everyone will listen to TripAdvisor, <sighs> the ones. Outrageous parking price. Oh, you're already not trying to trust right? It's three pounds. If you want a quick wander and a few photos, go somewhere else. I hate the National Trust. <laughs> Absolutely mad. People are mad.
Okay, um, welcome to Devil's Dyke. <laughs> Bit of admin at the top. <laughs> so, we have already recorded this portion of the podcast once. Maybe about uh, five minutes, we some had good a, info in there. So a lovely bit where we got to the car park and Will gave his first impressions on seeing the dike for the first time. I said it was nice. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, within four minutes of walking, Will <laughs> did the funniest fall <laughs> I've ever seen in real life and deleted the recording. But, I mean, in, but by accident. Yeah, by accident. And he's fine, but... Um, oh, if only we were filming this, because I've never seen anything <laughs> quite like... Uh, he fell for so long. I slipped on uh, some mud, and I think I fell for about 15 seconds. <laughs> um, so, that aside, we are at Devil's Dyke. Will, what do you think of it? I like it. It's very muddy. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, first impressions, we came out through the car park, uh, then we turned over a stile, and I saw the dike, and it was lovely. It's a, a valley. Uh, on one side, it was all shadowy. The other side, it was all light. And it was down into a dip, which I thought was made by a glacier. But Laura has made very clear is not made by a glacier. No. So I did some reading into what caused it. Um, and I think for a long time, people did think it was a glacier. But actually, I think it was ice fields that um, melted and then it was a sort of river situation wore this away into the very chalky ground that we have here. And you were saying uh, before I fell uh, <laughs> that in the Victorian possibly... Earlier. Well, I'm trying to remember because I did. I wanted to be super knowledgeable but stuff doesn't stay in my brain. Um, in the Victorian period, this place was like... Um, an amazing um, tourist destination. They had all uh, circus stuff and a fairground and, like, it was really touristy. Great. A bit like a theme park kind of thing. And I think they might have even had, like, a monorail or something that came up here. That's so Victorian, monorail. Yeah. Like, have you, uh, like, yeah, monorails and... Uh, steam lifts and that. Yeah, they were, were industrial. Well, they were making the most of the technology, I suppose, weren't they? Nowadays, it's all touchscreen, everything, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> we were like, oh, they loved to touchscreen in 2019. Um, what I'm realising as we make our way down, so we're heading down into the, the deep V. Um, everybody else is walking up the edges, and I think they might know more about the slippiness of well, the inner bit than in, I do. And now we have both fallen over. <laughs> Oh, well, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, oh, God, there we Lauren, go again. Went. Um, But you like it, do you? Have you ever been anywhere like this before? No, uh, I haven't. Were you like a rambly family? Oh, no, Christ, no. <laughs> um, so uh, my mother... <laughs> oh, no! It's OK, you're alive. My mother, <laughs> for reasons that I'm very quickly starting to agree with... Hates camping, etc. <laughs> I was in the Scouts. See, we would walk quite a lot because I'm from Somerset and I grew up just right in smack in the middle of the Quantock Hills. Um, and we had like a dog as a kid and stuff. And, and we live like our house backs on to quite a lot of fields. So we would walk a lot. I don't think I loved it as a younger child, but then as a teenager, I got into it. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like going out into the countryside that you don't. As a kid, it's almost a punishment. Like, get cold, get wet, get outside, get covered in bloody mud on your brand new duffel coat, actually. <laughs> You've now managed to set fire to your duffel coat and, and cover it in mud. In about half an hour, I, I accidentally just like, let my cigarette hit the wing of the coat. My first favourite thing about this is 
the sound quality now that we're right down in the dike. That's almost like proper silence. Yeah, you can just about hear the rumble of that plane, I think, going overhead. But it's just such a dead sound down here. Because it was quiet at the top of the hill, but it's so deadened down here. You're like, it's like being in a bath made of grass. Bath made massive. of grass. Sure. <laughs> for, for the northerners. Um, I just love it. It's such a bizarre... I mean, I've been in valleys before, but this is such a V-shape. Yeah. That I, having walls like this made of fields is so unusual. I've been in a valley, but never one where... Because it almost is like, is they say, a V. The path we're walking on is quite narrow, but also the only path. There's a dog coming towards us. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I like other people's dogs on walks. I just think... You proper see them become wolves again. Do you know, they pick <laughs> I mean, that's a stretch for this no, little it, guy. This big. is the fluffiest, smallest dog. He's got a scent. He's eating that grass. He's I drink. think it might be his tennis ball. Oh, it's a tennis ball. We've just come across some partly erupted metal. Ooh. Which is definitely from when you were saying about when they used to... That looks industrial to me, like old farmy. Do you reckon? I'd, I'd love to know what that is. I don't know. I have an archaeology degree, you see, and these sort of things are very fascinating to me. I did read about a big rave that happened here about five or six years ago. 2,000 people turned up to an illegal rave down here. You've been to an illegal rave. Have you? No. Yeah, <laughs> you really have to ask. I'm currently hosting a podcast about <laughs> nice walks you could do around the UK. <laughs> yeah, I think the two least <laughs> ravey people I know. You know <laughs> it's not for me raving. It's just I, not my my bag of tea. I still call it a discotheque, given the given the, given the option. <laughs> now I tell it worries me here, Laura. As mm -hmm. beautiful as it is, as nice as the cold and the and the sound is, I know how dangerous it was coming down that slope. Yes. I must feel that there's going to be an up bit of that at the end. There's going to be an up bit fairly shortly. But what I like about this route is that we don't have to up it up a field slope. So <clears throat> the route that we're currently taking, when we go up, we get to go up through a nice foresty bit. Okay. It's not going to be not difficult. Not. Not. But. What? It's a <laughs> at least a change of scenery. Is the word you're looking for easy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling you're not overly impressed so far. I have genuinely loved it, but my bum is wet with mud. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel has coloured my opinion somewhat. But that fall was beautiful. <laughs> uh, Maybe try and describe it, because I... Um, it was sort of like, first of all you slipped, like one foot went, and there was a bit of a... Uh, and then you were doing like a sort of comedy run to try and get your balance back which sort of looked like, oh, OK, he's regaining his balance. And then all of a sudden the other leg went and you just starfished flat out on your back. <laughs> I, I'm sad that we lost the recording we'd already done, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change what happened. You wouldn't change it for the world? No. Well, well, oh, so, my God! My <laughs> hey, guys, uh, I'm not really a natural woodsman, um, <laughs> but I've learned some things today. Number one is don't wear Converse. No. Ever. Hey, turn around and look at where we've been. We've come a lot further than I thought we had. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Also, so we've mentioned that the, the shadow is really nice doing this in winter because the sun is going 
and obviously quite a narrow arc across the sky, that shadow has already increased quite a lot in the 20 minutes we've been walking. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hear some folklore about the dike? Do I ever? Right. So, <clears throat> did some reading up. Uh, local folklore explains the valley as the work of the devil. Oh, yeah? What? Worrying. Yeah. The legend? Oh, no, I just kicked a massive turd. <laughs> Let's stop while we do this folklore, because otherwise I'm going to be so covered in turds. Um, oh, that's really sad. <laughs> I believe that the devil does own this place now. Well, we've not had a nice time. <laughs> we have had a nice time. You just have to accept that there's turds in this nice time. Um, the legend holds that the devil was digging a trench to allow the sea to flood the many churches in the Weald of Sussex. Oh, sorry, Sussex. You didn't need to do that, devil. Just let boomers deal with fossil fuels and they've done it for you. The digging disturbed an old woman who lit a candle or angered a rooster. Right. <laughs> One sorry. or the other. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. The old woman was disturbed, and yeah. as a result of which, she either lit a candle or she personally angered a rooster. Yes. Right. The weird flex. Oh, maybe it's the devil. Right, I read it as the old woman either lit a candle no. or angered a rooster, but it's the devil either angered a rooster or disturbed an old woman. Yeah, I can't. If I was going out my business <laughs> and the devil disturbed me, I wouldn't go, where's that fucking rooster? Oi. But would you go, oh, where's that candle? Well, if the devil was nearby, I'd want light. Oh, I don't think I'd want to give him anything fiery. He's really good with fire. He is. With, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Famously. <laughs> uh, right, so either disturbed an old woman with a candle or angered a rooster, rooster and woman not associated with one another, making the devil believe that the morning was fast approaching. Because the cockadoodle do, or the light. Yes. The devil then fled, leaving his trench unfinished. The last shovel of earth he threw over his shoulder fell into the sea, forming the Isle of Wight. Right, big, big shovel then. Yeah, he's a big devil. So... He heard a rooster and just went, well, that must mean the morning's here. Yeah. Or he saw a candle and went, that's definitely the sun. <laughs> yeah, there's not much logic to the stories. I think in another version of that folklore, similar, he's trying to dig it all out to flood Sussex. Um, and then he was worried about getting wet, so he stopped, because he's vain. And his he vanity, is vain. Vanity gets in the way of stuff. We're not vain, are we? Your feet are covered in <laughs> shit and my back's covered in mud. <laughs> My right knee is also covered in mud. Uh, listen, you were losing that. I think I've taken over. Yeah. Is, is my back covered in mud? Oh, my life, you really fell. You could have done yourself some damage then. I once really hurt my back. When I, uh, ten years ago, I got a season job working in Lapland as an elf. I saw a Twitter um, post recently. Oh, yeah, I found the photos and I was like, oh, I don't know why I've never really talked about this. And one day we went tobogganing and then at the bottom of the hill there was this massive mound of snow. Sorry, I thought bogganing was a place. <laughs> yeah, we went to the town of bogganing. Um, oh, that's a horrible name. Um, yeah, and I went over, like went, coming down the hill at quite some speed, went over this bump and then was sort of, I re clearly remember thinking as I was in the air, oh, I haven't thought about how I'm going to land. And I landed sat bolt upright and just completely compacted my spine on so impact. You had enough, that awful, sorry. Mm. You had enough time in the air mm. to go. I really flew. There's a video mm. of it somewhere. I flew about six feet um, up and across, like was coming down. It was a 1200 meter 
toboggan run. Oh, my God. It was really big. And then there was this big mound of snow, which I'd sort of shot over at speed. So it was flying for a while, thinking, oh, no, I've not thought this through at all. But I was too scared to tell them I'd hurt myself because I thought they'd have to stop me doing the job I was there to do. Being an elf. Mm. If they knew I'd really hurt myself, they'd have to do health and safety. And plus, the nearest hospital was like four-hour drive away. Four-hour sleigh ride away. (laughs) Oh, there's some cows up there having a little frolic. We are. Gotcha. I love cows. It's that there. So up on the top of the hill in front of us, a load of cows have just come gambling over the hill. It's a bit like a really terrible reenactment of the Simbas down there. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Except there's only 12 cows and they're really far away from us. So we've just come out of the end of the hills now. Is this the end of the dike? I think so. I think as far as the actual... Well, I mean, I, I think that this V bit is the bit that's the dike. Right. I've made a, an error of route. Oh, yeah. You've got to come down this squelchy slope now. OK. Um, let's hope that the... Oh, fucking Nora. Yes, please. Yes, please. Whoa! Uh, I smashed it, Laura took the easy route and nearly died. Do you know what? Also, on Sunday I went for a run with comedian Rob Deering, friend of the podcast, who um, has a running podcast called Running Commentary. It's really fun. And sometimes I go on that. And so my leg muscles today are agony. So trying to upright myself suddenly on all these sudden <laughs> slips is killing me. I've we're back been. in the sun now. We're that back in the sun. Nice, doesn't it? Nice, nice on our backs. Nice on your muddy... It's drying out all the mud on your back. That's good. That is good. It's drying out all the turds on my toes. Well, I've enjoyed this, actually. Well, you're about third of the way round, so... Great. I also think that... Uh, I can see why they had an illegal rave here. The acoustics? Yeah, but also, you're in the middle of nowhere. I bet it's great. You wouldn't really annoy anyone either, would you? No. Well, there's a few houses. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so we've just left the dike proper and are heading up through a very nice little woodland path with 
wood steps inset into the hill. Yeah, so the terrain changes. This is my second and my top three favourite things about this walk, is that you get really distinct, different scenery to walk through. So two seconds ago we were in this like amazing valley, ravine, fields, looking at cows, sunlit, and then suddenly you turn, climb a style, and you're in like the wood from the Mimpims. <laughs> <laughs> and I just re and it's, it's steep here. This is tough on 33-year-old knees. I don't think anybody has thought about the Minpins in the last 15 years apart what? from me. What? I love the Minpins. Don Minnie, <coughs> Little Billy, what are you up to in there? I mean, now we've definitely got in trouble with the estate of Roald Dahl. <laughs> oh, well. So this is where the podcast is going to get very breathy, because we are now climbing a hill. You can suddenly hear the road once you come out of here as well. Oh. What I like is if you look to your right now, you've just got this golden hill capped with like that proper good wintry sunlight but we're all in shadowy woodlands and it looks really cool it's really nice but that's what i like here you drive up here and you you know in one place but like if you come on this walk with kids this is the bit they go nuts for because they're yeah. buffalo hunting they're searching for things to climb hiding running in and out and as adults you're just Desperately trying to get up the hill. Wishing you'd never started smoking. <laughs> well, if setting fire to your coat and dying here isn't enough to get you to quit, then... Then what, Laura? Then what will? <laughs> what will it take, Will Duggan? Loads of mushrooms under this tree. Oh, yeah. Probably Prob not edible. Probably wildly they inedible. They look a lot like chewing gum. Do you like this smell, this, like, mulchy... Do you know, this smell, uh, we, we got in trouble at school once because Dr Murdin, science teacher... Did you go to a fancy school? No, I did not. At all. <laughs> um, Dr Murdin was very angry at us because we had uh, mud on our shoes. He's like, you've been in the other part of the, the, the playground, you're not, you're not allowed to go right. in. We're like, no, we haven't, sir. He went, yes, you have. And he explained, he could tell from the mud on our shoes, it was this kind of mud. And he said it was full of hummus. Hummus? Yeah, but this was before hummus the food was... <laughs> uh, well, obviously, it's been around for thousands of years. <laughs> before but... the middle classes had yeah. got their sticky fingers on it. So then, when hummus appeared, I thought, I'm not eating that. It's come from mud. <laughs> and it took me a good, like, three or four years of being aware of hummus existing to try in it, no. Because you were scared it was mud? Yeah. OK, we're pretty out of breath now. We're on the last of the climbing steps out of the... I mean, what are these? Is this loads of tiny trunks on a tree? I don't know. I don't know trees. Anyway, we're climbing out of those, and then when we get to the top of this bit and out of these... Well, I want to say willowy trees, but I don't know what they are. Lovely trees. <laughs> the view to the right is my next and final top three things about Devil's Dyke. So just here, I want to come out and turn right. Come out of here, and you're so out of breath from climbing, and then you can stop on this ridge. Oh, that is summit, that. isn't it? 
What I really like is that there's a sort of, I mean, it's just flat, uh, like a basin for miles and miles and miles, miles and miles and miles. You can vaguely see some hills right over on the horizon. Could you have remembered the word? Yeah, grockle, but they're quite far away. But from where we are, to our left, you've got the South Downs creeping round, like edging along, and you can just, in my head, I can really imagine this being the seabed. <laughs> and then the way that those hills slope down, they just look like they've been washed with water. They're so gentle, the way they creep down into the sort of duvet of fields. How poetic. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I just like it. I think it looks good. <laughs> I just think it's beautiful. Ah! <laughs> oh my right so what you can't see on the recording is the fairly sheer drop to our right that uh will duggan keeps trying to dive down unsuccessfully so far i don't feel I don't, I don't feel like this i'd always feel quite at home in the countryside but i really haven't it's shown the that shoes, it's the shoes it's the shoes you're not a natural mountain goat are you no no i'm not no <laughs> If you were an animal, what animal do you think you'd be? Now, by that, Laura, do you mean what animal would I want to be? No, what animal would you, as an honest answer, say you are? Uh, fat meerkat. <laughs> Why? We're quite inquisitive. All right. Get quite easily distracted. Was looking but around. But you can't get distracted if you're a sentry meerkat. You have to be really on point. Well, I wouldn't be one of those. <laughs> Just king meerkat. Yeah. I'd be a killer whale if I could be an animal. You reckon? Yeah. No, is that... I'm not... No, that, that's the one I want to be. Okay, well... Oh, still recording? Yeah, go, you're close, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a killer, no. I love that's a little, a I, that's a little peek behind there that... Now people don't think that when we stop recording, we start talking to each other. <laughs> do you know what I'd be? Wait a minute, is this worth talking about? <laughs> go on, Laura. If you were an animal, what do you think you'd be? Uh, if I was an animal, yep. I definitely would be prey. <laughs> I'm not a predator. I can't walk and talk, um, so we'll have to stop and look at the view again. I would be something like a vole, I expect. Maybe a hedgehog. No, I don't think you'd be a vole. I think I'd be a sort of English countryside. I think you'd, you're more savvy than a vole. I don't know if I am savvy. I think people just protect me. All right. Maybe you could be like a, a weasel. Oh, no. Probably Aren't weasels weasel. quite vicious? Um, I think I'm I'll... not fighty. I'm non-confrontational. I think I would run away from anything. Okay. Maybe you're. Uh... Maybe a bird. A badger. I think they're quite fighty as well. And they've got TB they? actually. I've got TB too. Oh right. Um... We'll just leave that hanging. Chinchilla. You'd be a chinchilla. I would be a chinchilla. I'd be a great chinchilla. I've got good hair. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to be a chinchilla. Right, do we walk back up to the end? Yeah, it's a cool view though, isn't it? Good view. We've just walked along, well, it was a sheer mountainside, wasn't it, Laura? Yeah. But I quite like that, yep. that it's rustic. I don't want it to be a paved pathway. I enjoyed it a lot, it was great. We're about to do the last final ascent into the car park, which is the, well, the end of the dyke walk. And we're gonna have a little, maybe a pint or a sandwich or a coffee. It's really steep though, this last bit. Like, this is like, ugh, it's not really walking anymore. This bit's more like scaling. Okay. 
How do you feel about this? Well, I feel good. I'm already covered in shit. My shoes are ruined. <laughs> uh, Your coat's on fire. My coat's on fire. I'm knackered. <laughs> I want a fag. But also, it'll be good. We'll get another really good moment. Right, we'll do this bit, and then there'll be another one of those, ah, oh, we did that, and now look at the view. It's a little further away because we're higher. <laughs> and then we're going to go and sit in the pub. Tell us about the pub, Laura. The pub is not great. Now, I don't want to disparage it, but I think it's one of those places that knows it's all we've got up here and doesn't have to try that hard to have great turnover. So despite having nothing to... I know nothing about this area, I had a look on TripAdvisor <laughs> for Devil's Dyke the Walk and uh, very highly rated, mm -hmm. but every single one-star review is like, lovely walk, ruined! Yeah, I wouldn't eat at this pub. It's a bit chainy. It's okay. not terrible. It's not like they're going to fight you or spit on you or anything. We're talking chicken googons and a... Googons! Googons! <laughs> you know googons. Googons. It's what grockles eat. <laughs> ah, Gatsby's googons. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's just a bit they haven't had to try. It needs market forces up here. It's the my career <laughs> of, of pubs. Um, well, we'll see you unless one of us... Imagine... If we fall on this oh, yeah. scaling... Do you want it still released if you if this is it? If these are the last words of Will Duggan, do we want to release it? Because I'm not carrying you up this hill if you hurt yourself. <laughs> if this is it, um, do your best. <laughs> Me or me, everyone. everyone. This, is, this is now my, this <laughs> You're my really goodbye. You're looking at your phone, so I just wanted to check. Do, my, do your best. Look He's... after each other. Epstein didn't kill himself. Right, we're at the top now. We've done the hard bit. We did it well. We did it well. Very little slippage. Laura, what do you think about the concept of walking, if you think about it? <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> so I just said to Will, off microphone, do you ever try and manually think about walking and realise how difficult it is to do if you're thinking about putting each leg in front of the other? And I said nothing. I was so bamboozled by the concept, <laughs> I just started recording again. So that I wasn't... I didn't have to suffer this alone. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, walking's really easy. But then if you try and think, now I'll lift up my right thigh, move it forward, bend the knee, move the foot, then it's really hard. Well, yeah. You ever try breathing manually? Yeah, right. really difficult. Oh, we're properly walking into the sun now. It's that, like, wintry blindingness. This is the one point I think the sound quality might dip because it's just wind. Yeah. There we go. I'm now doing a little thing like our microphone is a candle. This Pop little shield. guiding light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Less of that. You're desperate <laughs> for us to get sued for copyright infringement, aren't you? The Bible can't sue you. That's a Bible story. The Catholic Church can't sue you, you think? Oh, not for being pro. We're not. Oh. Also, there are no songs in the Bible. I think there are Psalms. They're songs. The Psalms. Same thing. Oh my god. They just didn't have music notation then. Yes, they did. Oh. Uh, <laughs> when you. This archaeology degree has taught you so much. And Catholic upbringing. <laughs> uh, when you said that you, you come here for your birthday. Yes. What do you do? Just that walk? Yeah. That's nice. I like walks. I get really angsty about city stuff and I think it's probably wanting to go back to childhood when it was all simpler but I quite like doing stuff now that was like a big staple of my childhood 
Okay, so we're now settled in the pub. We've got a lovely view and it's nice and toasty warm. Will's got an old grey tea. I've got an English breakfast tea because I'm a decent human being. Well, you don't want a low tea? It's all right, but it's not what you want after a long walk. It's honestly what I want all the time. Um, we've been round, we've had a lovely walk. Would you come again? Yes, I would come again. Uh, I'd make some changes. I'd come in better shoes. Yes. Uh, and I'd bring a thermos. Ooh, what would you have in the thermos? Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate? Yeah. You'd have a sticky mouth hot chocolate on a walk like that? Yeah. Oh no. Why do you hate my beverages? <laughs> I love hot chocolate, I just don't want hot chocolate while I'm walking and hiking. Okay, and if you were to come back, who would you come with? Uh, anyone that wants to come. But who, who can you see yourself bringing on this um, from the Will Duggan collective uh, of entourage? Edward Easton and Peter Otway. <laughs> nice, okay. Uh, because I'll tell you why those two. Because Peter Otway, a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, lives in Lake District. And when we go to stay, because the three of us used to live together, and we once or twice a year get together for a weekend, get battered. Uh, and when it's at where Pete lives, we go walk up a mountain in the Lake District, and we Aww. all really enjoy it. Have a few tinnies on top. Lovely. And um, how was the dike formed? Uh, soft wash. We think. We think. That or Satan. <laughs> As an archaeologist, yeah. if you were digging Manchester University, here, 2008 2 2. What would you be digging for? Um, I don't know this area well very tall. Sussex. It's got the devil, it's got some roosters. Stone Age stuff, maybe. Right. Uh, we'd look for evidence. Does that mean stones? What? If you're digging the Stone Age stuff, are you looking for stones? We're well, looking for things from the Neolithic. So but would they be made of stones? Oh well, yeah, it's the Stone yeah. Age. Okay, that's what I was just checking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will is now looking at me with such, such a look of how is this idiot functioning? Oh, it's the Stone Age. Yeah, but I don't know necessarily what that means. Like, was it just the houses were made of stone or was everything well, the houses made of stone? Were made of stone. The tools are made of stone. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking Technology. You. Don't get mad at me. The technology is... Oh, shit, I've thrown a... <laughs> no one I know can push my buttons like you, Laura. The technology was stone. I'm asking a genuine... I'm not even trying to wind you up. Stone around. axes, stone hammers, Stonehenge. Yes. Yeah. So, and I know you don't want to rate it out of ten because you're... Very positive person. Very positive person. If you had to level a criticism... At at the dike that wasn't your footwear, mm -hmm. what would your criticism be? I didn't see enough uh, wooden creatures in the forest. But it is mid-winter. It is mid-December. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's... So woodland creatures aren't really out and about. Okay, fine. Um, that... There's fine criticism to level at it, but I think you need to level that at the season rather there than the There was an Alsatian at the I end of... That. And he proper ran at me, and it, it scared me. I mean, it was quite far away and behind a fence, it but barked. it did bark. Yeah, and, I, and you know... The Alsatian. Okay. Did, it's lost a point for the Alsatian. It lost a point for my muddy coat. Okay. Eight. Eight. We're going eight out of ten for Devil's Dyke. Eight out of ten for Devil's Dyke. Lovely We would recommend. Would recommend. Four Will Duggams out of five. <laughs> And that was our day at Devil's Dyke. <laughs> and we're very sorry to say that some Will Duggans were harmed in the making of this episode. Um, how are you feeling, Will? Um, it's a tale of two stories, Laura. The physical scars have healed.
Yes, it's been six months, but my dignity remains damaged. My dignity and my bloody duffel coat. <laughs> I love that duffel coat. Um, I'm very sorry that you um, fell so much, but it was very, very funny. And I will be listening to that episode on repeat until I can see your your lovely little face again. Um, right, so normally, it's around now, we do our usual regular feature. Yes, that's obviously what we meant. But given that that was just a simple walk... Not as, no, nothing simple about it, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> Not for you, no. You found putting two feet in front of the other very hard. Um, is there anything we need to correct, Will? Anything yes, there correct? is. There's loads. This, is, this one is a lesson for everyone. Friends, Romans, countrymen, learn from old Willie's mistakes. Uh, <laughs> wear, wear sensible footwear and try, where possible, to not set your own coat on fire. <laughs> Basically, don't be Will Duggan. And that's it for Yes, that's obviously what we meant. And there we go. End of the episode, end of the series. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you. We really loved making it, and the fact that people are listening to it and finding it friendly and, and cosy is it's been well, I don't know about you, Will, but for me it's been a real highlight of lockdown. It has filled what is otherwise a void in my relentless trudge towards <laughs> death, Laura. And if you want to help us out, obviously we're a brand new podcast. It's so hard to get a podcast going. One of the things you can do that, like, it seems silly to ask, but if you can give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts and a little review, just a line, just to tell people that it's good and that it's worth trusting and having a go with, you have no idea how helpful that is to getting this podcast going. I've made a list of some adjectives you may wish to use in your review. Brilliant. Well. Fantastic. Handsome. Alluring. Will Duggan. Yes. <laughs> you are so stupid. I do love you. Um, and you can tweet us. We're at Treasures Pod. Um, we've had lots of lovely tweets this week. Um, Penny, we've been chatting with, who's just caught up on the whole series, I think, in about three hours. So thank you for listening. And, uh, and, and lots of people over on the Instagram. So we're at Treasures Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll still be there, even while the episodes aren't coming out. We will be there thinking of nonsense for you. Oh, Laura. Yes. There's a knock at the door. What's this? Oh, it's a postman. There's a letter. Oh, stand two old... metres away from them. Uh, thank you, postman. Fling me old Willie's post bag. <laughs> Ian Robinson, lovely Ian Robinson, who works at Chorley Little Theatre, sent us a uh, email about Warwick Castle, just saying that him and his partner Estelle had got some uh, National Trust like English Heritage passes and gone round them as many as they could. They're a big fan of Warwick. They like the Trebuchet shows. It's also a royal weekend party where you can learn about 20th century. Um, but he says he agrees it's a little bit commercial. If you want a more authentic experience, go to Kenilworth Castle. So pop Ooh. that on the list. So thank yeah, you, Ian. All right. Kenilworth Castle, that is down for series two. Sack. I also, uh, I, can you put, um, I want Gawthorpe Hall um, on, the, um, on the list. I've just finished reading a, a fiction book about that, The Familiars by Stacey Hall. It's really good. Loved it. Um, and uh, so I want to explore there. That's up in Lancashire. So... We, I want to do that one, please, as well. If, you, if you're listening, by the way, and you've got places you'd like us to go and, and visit, like they might be your favourites or you've just seen them on something or they're near you, but we're, like, putting together the list for Series 2 for when the world's open again, so do let us know if there's somewhere you want us to go and we will consider it. So uh, at Treasures Pod on Instagram and Twitter or email Old Willis Postbag. Podcast at gmail.com. 
We'll miss you, but we'll be around. And thank you so much for listening to the first ever series of the National Treasures podcast. You are, you are dreams. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.